I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. Who's your, who's your favourite character in all the films? Oh, Han Solo. I mean, you, I think you've got to go with Han Solo. I mean, I just Who was your favourite character three days ago? Definitely Han Solo, yeah. <laughs> I could, you know what, some people actually, bizarrely, um, listeners of my podcast uh, that I do with Annabelle Crabb, Chat 10 Looks 3, some people tweeted me last night to say, this is scary because if you go to your own episode 25 at, at about 50 minutes and listen, you're talking about Harrison Ford. And so I went back this morning and listened to it, to it and it's me in the context of talking about having to interview Julie Andrews and I'm talking about messing with your own childhood nostalgia by meeting people that have been in something that you've really loved and that you Mm -hmm. have some sort of childhood emotional connection with. And I actually say in the podcast, you know, for example, the new Star Wars is coming out. I mean, imagine if they rang and said you could interview Harrison Ford as if I'd want to do that, as if I'd want to mess with my childhood like that. And then... That they rang. And as Crab said to me, I love how you just abandoned your principles. Yeah, Harrison, yeah, sure. Love to do it. <laughs> and um, so did it wreck your, um, you know, your fantasies of your heroes when you had to interview Tony Abbott? <laughs> we used to have the Tony Abbott action figure. You know, that was, there was a lot of fighting over which my brother or I who'd get to play with that one. <laughs> so is, it, um, is the timeline correct that... The day before you had Harrison Ford on the show, you had our Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, on the show? Uh, Malcolm was on on Monday night, I think. So, it was uh, a one-day break and then Harrison Ford, yeah. Tell us how those days at work differ. So, when it's the Prime Minister, you know, it's funny actually. The celebrity interviews are harder because they've been asked everything. But the politician interviews get lots more scrutiny, of course. So, um for an interview well, with the Prime Minister... Po- politicians have been asked everything but answered nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> for those our international listeners, Lee is very good at getting the hard answers. I try to make them actually, you know, answer um, a question. You are, you are a, a, a bit of a hero, <laughs> I must say. Oh, thank you very much. So when it's a Prime Minister or somebody, it's like... Well, actually, my job's a bit like this every day. I'm just, it's cramming for an exam, although I, I don't really cram because I keep across stuff all the time because you can't really cram in my job. So I think, okay, well, the Prime Minister's coming on. Here are the topics I think we need to go through. And then I study up a little bit on them. And then I think about, okay, what should I ask? And if I ask this, he might respond by saying that. And then I would ask this. And so you sort of game it through a little bit. Somebody like Harrison Ford... I like to spend more time letting it germinate. So my producers will pull me together a brief of lots of profile articles about them and things they've done and whatever. And then I read it all and I make, as I'm reading it, I make little notes on the side about, oh, what about this and what about that? And I could ask them this and ask them that. Um, And then I like to sort of stew on that and think about it because I, I mean, Harrison Ford, how many times would he have been interviewed and asked about Han Solo? And so I, 
am trying to think of ways to ask stuff that he is not going to be bored with. But at the same time, I think the audience, even though he's answered the questions a lot of times, you know, for the average audience member, they want. I think that they do want him to be asked, what did it feel like to walk onto the set of The Force Awakens mm. and put on the Han Solo costume? What did it actually feel like? Like, I think people do want to actually hear that. Yeah, it's weird because I've been doing a lot of like media spots sort of about the podcast and, you know, as a, um, a semi-professional Star Wars fan, which is a, a weird place to be in. <laughs> you know, sometimes the listeners to the podcast, because I'll put up the, the clips from the radio thing, and they're just like, oh, that's, you know, how many times have I been asked that? Like, am I excited? And it's like, but it's, it's a mass media. Like, yeah. you have to, you know, it's, it's called broadcasting for a reason. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's podcasting. Kind of because, you know, originally because it's from an iPod, but it is also the the double meaning of it is a little niche, like almost pod, you know, yeah. podcasting, you know, a lot smaller. Yeah. What was your tough question to Harrison Ford? Oh, no tough How'd you make him sweat? <laughs> no tough questions for Harrison. He was, uh, he just got the red carpet rolled out. I mean, I was so, you always worry with the celebrity interviews, are they going to be nice and are they going to play ball? Because for those sort of interviews to work, you have to, I think, as the journalist, not ask dumb questions. And a lot of journos in celebrity interviews do ask dumb questions. But the person at the other end has to act like this isn't the 18th time today they've been asked what's it like to be playing Han Solo again. Um, So you need them to bring a bit of their salesmanship to make it work and you also need them to, if necessary, fake that you've got a bit of rapport. Um, And so he was good, he did that, but I felt really anxious going into it because I felt like, oh God, I just don't want him to be an asshole because I don't, every time I see Star Wars now and see Han Solo or see Indiana Jones, want to feel like, oh yeah, that's right, Harrison Ford was mean to me. Yeah, that's that's really tough. I've got a few stand-up comedians that I adore, but I don't think, just judging by what I know, I was like, I don't think that'd be a good person to meet. Yeah, I'm averse actually generally. I I don't really like meeting people of whom I'm a a fan because I feel like the work should just speak for itself. But of course, there's this, I don't know, there's this human thing that you want to meet the person who's produced the work that you like because you, for some reason you think, oh, the work spoke to me, so I'll have a connection with that person. But it doesn't always work like that. Now, I've got a, a political question to mm-hmm. ask you uh, the, in that is uh, pertains to Star Wars. Now, in, in the Star Wars prequel trilogy, the man that was the Emperor, Palpatine, he's trying to rise to power. So he feigns a war. He right. starts a war to scare the people to get him more power. Mm. Now, can you think of any uh, life imitating art? Any post nine eleven examples of uh, no, I can't. I can't think of any. <laughs> Nothing springs to mind at all. I only saw the first one of those, and I didn't like it. I hated it. Do you know what I really hated about it? That it just makes me angry even thinking about it. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> And do you know what? There was a kiss of death for that character when I knew that that character stank was that when my mother rang me and she said, oh, Jar Jar Binks, wasn't he lovely? <laughs> oh, that just, I hated that. Me so hated that character. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe it was the mother's approval was oh, the final. That was like, I mean, that thing didn't need a nail in its coffin. But then when mum rang and said that, I just thought, yep. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> Just, yeah. I hated that thing. But yeah, I, I generally hated that. I'm really hoping that the new one is going to be an improvement. I think it is going to be an improvement. Even the promo looks better than the promo for the prequels. Well, we, you know, like for our listeners and for Star Wars fandom, the it is like a, like it's divided, you know, the fan community. It is, you know, there's people that I like would I enjoy them but I've got I always say I've got to squint through bits <laughs> and uh, many of those bits are I think I was thinking about it last night it's it's pretty much my least favourite bits are the attempts at humour right and that's a lot of Jar Jar Binks like <laughs> yeah, yeah like I don't think in the original trilogy you know maybe you know, people, old, sort of people that saw it when they were a bit older, they were a bit older than me because I was very young when I saw Return of the Jedi, but people say the Ewoks, but there was nothing that was embarrassing. Yeah, see, I, that's, you know, I wonder if I saw Return of the Jedi as an adult, how I'd feel like, I certainly didn't find the Ewoks offensive at the time, but like you, I was a child, so I would have brought a different sensibility to it. But yeah, the, the um, you know, the thing is though, like, you know, when you're George Lucas and you've made, you know, the most successful franchise in the history of cinema, who's going to say to you, listen, George, Jar Jar Binks sucks. <laughs> like, who's going to say that? Yeah, that is exactly... The problem. That was the problem because as a, uh, you know, he's quite a pioneer in independent, he financed... Like after the first Star Wars, he fin- he paid for them all. And also, how are you to know? So it's you, one individual against George Lucas, who's created this amazing world. Um, I'd be thinking, oh, am I going to tell George that Jar Jar Binks sucks? And that would be the equivalent of if I'd told him that C-3PO sucked or that Chewbacca sucked. Like, am I? is it me that's the problem here? <laughs> Frankly, I think it was George. I think Jar Jar Binks really did suck. I don't know. I think if you... Um check the internet there's uh, a lot of people that agree with you <laughs> now back to the music i think you can't talk about the original star wars without s- talking about just how phenomenal that john williams score is it's just one of the best scores of all time it's oh, it gives me chills now when i hear bah, 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 bah. it just makes me chill up well i was just down at the opera house um doing some pre-stuff before the event tonight and they had they were just testing out playing the music and it's just like it's weird how when you say like if you saw Return of the Jedi now for the first time, how would you feel? But it's weird to have a film that almost like a tr- kind of like if a tree grows around a pole or, you know, like you see those great photos and it like a plant sort of like that sort of like growing up with Star Wars, it's ingrained and it has yeah. this, you know, people say it's only a movie and it is only a movie. But it's also part of your growing up life experience. And it's in, you know, for a lot of people like myself, it's like woven in with my DNA. Oh, completely same. And so when I hear that music, I feel excited. Like I feel an actual, you know, sense of excitement. But I think if I heard that music and I hadn't, and it was just a piece of music and it wasn't the Star Wars music, would the music intrinsically make me excited or is it pushing all those DNA buttons that, you know, have been yeah, sort of... Yeah, I think it's a magical cocktail mm, that, I think so. that the, you know, the theatrical score with the orchestra, you know, with, you know, those images and those memories. Yeah. Like when in the, one of the previews you would have seen when Han and Chewbacca go onto the Falcon and, and Han says, Chewie, we're home. Yeah, yeah. And 
like I get, I got goosebumps to saying it again. And <laughs> yeah. I just like broke out in tears. So did I. And yeah. it was like, but then afterwards I was sort of thinking, why is this? Like, Well, I reckon it's because, because I did exactly the same thing. I started crying like a baby when he said it. And I think it's because, like I feel like I'm tearing up now. I think it's because he's back somewhere that we can't get back to our childhood. And so when he said, Chewy, we're home, it made me feel like, oh, my God, look at me. It made me feel like <laughs> he's he is back. My, that's my childhood and it's gone. And so you feel sort of this sense of wonder that they're back there but grief that you're not back there. And also I talked to him in about – him about this in the interview, like the choice of words, like Chewy, we're home. And the way he delivered it in that amazing Harrison Ford voice. Um, home being the last word in the sentence really packed a massive emotional punch. He was saying in the interview they tested it heaps of different ways, including he tried it a few times doing we're home, Chewy. Um, and it, he said it much better than I said it then. And in fact, when he said it in the interview, I thought, wow, that was still pretty emotional. But it wasn't an emotional, it wasn't as, as good well, as Chewy, we're home. He's... I have to agree. Just using like stand-up comedy principles, your the last word. That's right. Is that's the punch. Mm. You or you never want to step on the punchline with your exactly. when you sort of edit your lines. You want to make that that last word silence laughter, and then I guess like that, it's last word silence tears. Tears. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. To hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As and shows like the Making Steel Wars show which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 